0: Welcome to episode six. I am super excited for this one because we are going to dive in deep today. We're going to talk about elimination diets. Elimination diets are the gold standard for narrowing down foods that cause your body pain. When my daughter went to her gastroenterologist when she was two years old to look into celiac disease, her GI told me that We can't test her because she hasn't been continuously exposed to gluten to know if she actually has celiac disease. You would get a false negative. Testing is, at best, 60% accurate, and the blood test is, at best, 80%. We know that she has it because of her violent reactions of vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach distension. The reality is that elimination and reintroduction is the gold standard. Now, at this point in time, I've been working with people with multiple food sensitivities for nine years, and I am a firm believer in testing versus guessing. Um, It is an extremely helpful tool, but then doing the elimination diet to find the true culprits is absolutely essential. Food sensitivities cause a variety of health issues that people struggle with every single day. This includes things like inflammation joint pain and stiffness, headaches and migraines, sinus pressure, acne, rashes, ovarian cysts, moodiness, leaky gut, which can then lead to things like autoimmune disorders, histamine issues, things like that, kidney stones, IBS and IBD, and the list just goes on. It is absolutely worth the effort to do an elimination diet. But what that looks like is often extremely vague and it's actually difficult to follow properly because you're not giving the tools that you need to do it. And if you've ever tried to actually eliminate it, you often find that it's in like everything and you're not able to really do it properly and then find out if that is the cause of what's going on or not. So today, I'm going to walk you through my approach to doing a successful elimination diet and how to reintroduce foods properly. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you friend and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook, let's dive in. I often work with complicated cases. Ones where people have like 20 plus food and food additive sensitivities pop and they have a ton of complicated health stuff going on at the same time. My job is to help them navigate the diet and lifestyle side of things while their doctor manages the symptoms through homeopathic remedies, medication, and testing. But before we really dive into that, I wanna share my experience with doing elimination diets and why I believe in testing so much. So my first experience with an elimination diet was when I was nursing my son and he was having horrible gas and spit up. My pediatrician told me to switch to a breastfeeding diet which eliminated dairy, citrus, and cruciferous vegetables. And it worked. He got better. And actually, so did I. (laughs) And from there, I figured out my own food sensitivities, including dairy, corn, soy, and gluten. I did not do any testing. And I did not do this on purpose. I was just trying to get healthy. (laughs) I eliminated dairy during my vegan phase. And the night that I decided to eat real ice cream was the most painful night of my life up to that point. I mean, outside of childbirth right? And then corn came when I was doing the clean eating movement and then we went gluten-free for my dad with his autoimmune disease and everything gluten-free has corn in it and my migraines returned with a vengeance. Soy was something that I tried when another woman was told to stop eating it because her cysts were bursting like mine were and it worked. And then I went gluten-free when I was nursing my daughter because of her symptoms. (sighs) That journey took like five years okay testing would have made it so much shorter and so much faster and I would have felt better years earlier most people are told to do elimination diets from their doctors. sometimes they're extremely clear because you got the testing and it gave you all of the foods and sometimes it's as vague as you have this autoimmune disease and I went to a conference and they said gluten makes it worse so why don't you try a gluten-free diet Whether you have an extensive list or something extremely vague, elimination diets are overwhelming, intimidating, frustrating, you're left extremely hungry, and feeling deprived. And this leads to not doing it for the length of time needed to actually find out what the culprits are and not reaping the benefits of discovering what these foods are. They can be done much more easily with less feelings of deprivation, but I can't say that there's not going to be any feelings of it because change is hard. We usually can't eat our favorite foods and sometimes it's really hard to find good substitutions. Like there's some that are like, okay, but not great. Now, my job is to set you up for success. You deserve to feel good and I'm excited to help you get there. I'm going to share with you right now my five steps to doing an elimination diet the right way without all of the stress. If you have not grabbed a notebook and a pen, go ahead and push pause, go and get it, sit down, and like you're going to want to take notes. Number one is know what you're going to eliminate and don't feel rushed. Did you test? Did you decide to try this yourself or did a doctor tell you you need to try eliminating something for a while? Now I've talked about testing and I want to share with you my favorite testing company. Well, I have two of them. Everly Well is something you can get online and it tests for, I think it's 96 foods or something like that. And it's affordable. You do it at home, mail it off, and then they send you the list and they give you a guide to get started. I like that company a lot, but if you really want to get to the root cause, Vibrant is my favorite because it does 209 foods plus food additives. It's the most expensive, about 400 plus dollars. But you literally will find everything. And food additives have actually been the culprit for a lot of people where food really wasn't. So, you know, you can start with Everlywell, but or you can just make the big investment and find out everything so that you don't miss something. Either way, whether you're starting with test results or you're just going to try to eliminate gluten or you kind of found that dairy is triggering your eczema, that's fine. Just make sure you know what you're going to eliminate and then don't feel rushed in the process. Before you begin elimination diet, oh, this is number two. So before you begin, you need to find your replacements, plan your meals, including snacks and dessert, and find some restaurant options for you to go to. It is unrealistic to think that you're going to cook at home and that you're going to get really creative in the process and it's going to be so much fun. Don't do that. Don't wing it. You're setting yourself up for failure. You got to do this for six weeks. And what most people do is they start it and they eat the same four meals, the same four things for about two to three weeks. And then they get bored and hungry and they're like repulsed by those four foods. And then they just give up and go right back to what they've been missing. And I think that's normal. Like I would get really bored eating the same thing every day. I know people that do it. I am not one of them, and most people like to have variety straight up. So what I recommend is taking two to four weeks before you fully dive in. And in these two to four weeks, I need you to find replacements. You need two breakfasts at least. Four would be better. You need at least six lunches and 12 dinners. This is enough variety that you're not getting bored. And then, of course, find a couple of restaurants, something quick and something sit down, as many as you can find that are realistic for your lifestyle. Some people eat out all the time. Some people, it's a special occasion. But you need to have these ready so that when people say, hey, I'm in town, you want to go to dinner? You say, yeah, I know a great place. Then it's not like making them uncomfortable by saying, oh, I got all these problems. I'm doing this elimination diet. No, you just offer a suggestion and they can go, cool. And most of the time they do because they don't have to do the thinking. It's awesome. You also don't want to leave a void. If you have ice cream every night, taking that away, you're going to miss it. And eventually, about three weeks in, you're going to be mowing down a gallon of ice cream, okay? Don't leave a void. Like, if you leave a void, it's like a black hole that needs to be filled. And it will get filled, usually by what you love in what you were doing in the first place. So you need to find replacements. And that means you have to taste test some things and you might be throwing some stuff away because it doesn't taste good. That is okay. But there's only one way to find out if you like it or not and it's to try it. So make sure you have replacements ready before you dive in. So number three, now that you have a plan, you have recipes, you have restaurants, you have food ready to go, It is time to start the elimination diet. How long are you supposed to do an elimination diet for? So for most food sensitivities, it's typically six weeks and then you start reintroducing. With gluten, it takes about three weeks for the gluten to get out of your system, but about three months, so a total of 12 weeks for the immune system to turn off. So gluten, we typically suggest doing it for 12 weeks so that it actually gets fully out of your system before doing a reintroduction. Okay, so we have six weeks, and then for gluten, 12 weeks. And then what to do if you accidentally ingest it. Like you need to know what to do. I recommend um, digestive enzymes. And you might not even know, and if you find out after the fact, don't beat yourself up. You haven't completely blown it out of the water. You know, even if it doesn't affect you, that doesn't mean you should go ahead and keep enjoying it. Just, you know, move on and go, okay, now I know. And then re- recommit back to it. You're, you haven't fallen off the wagon, you haven't failed. Give yourself some grace. No, not to avoid that in the future and know to ask that question in the future if you need to. Look at the label, ask the question for I with the waitress. I had to think of the word. <laughs> you know, and just keep going. So at the end of your the duration, six weeks, twelve weeks, or whatever, it's time to start reintroducing. And you don't want to just eat everything straight up because you probably are going to feel bad because there are there is something in there that's bothering you. And you need to do it one food at a time. I like to do seven days before adding in another food. So what you do is on day one, you try one food, one meal, that's it. And then you wait about 36 hours to see how you feel. Typically, food sensitivities can cause things like you feel like you have a cold the next day. You get kind of stuffy. You get kind of tired um, you might find that you break out in zits. This happens when I eat chocolate with milk in it. All of a sudden, like 30 minutes later, all of a sudden I have like two zits on my face and I'm like, what the heck? And then I look at the label and I'm like, crap. Okay. So one food at a time, you're going to think, look at for things like acne, headaches, sinus pressure, joint stiffness the next morning. When you wake up that you haven't felt in a while, you might have stomach pain um, you might have your rash flare-up or your psoriasis flare-up. So you want to give your body time. And then I suggest about two to three days later, try again. And sometimes you're going to find that you feel nothing. Other times you're going to find that it does trigger you. I recommend starting with what you miss the most. Straight up, if you miss it the most, definitely try it first. Then you'll feel happy and it's something to look forward to when you're excited. Now, I do want to share a story with you of a client of mine. Uh, she got the Vibrant test, and they do things 1 to 30. 1 to 10, totally fine. 11 to 15 is low. 16 to 19 is moderate. Anything 20 and up is considered high. And she started reintroducing the 11 through 15s first, and she, one of her foods was Cilantro. And this one was like an 11. So it was like barely registering on the IgG, IgA test. But when she ate it the into, a whole night and next day, she was in the most intense stomach pain and had the most crazy cramping. It was uncomfortable. And she was like, I'm not even adding anything in. Like, this is ridiculous. Eventually, she started adding stuff in and found, hey, this one doesn't really affect me. So she could have it, you know, once a month, once or twice a month and be fine. And, you know, and like a week later, she ate something with cilantro at a restaurant. She didn't realize it was cilantro. The same, the same stomach pain happened. So then she learned that she had to ask at the restaurant. So where it is on the spectrum doesn't necessarily mean that it will or won't cause symptoms. And this is why reintroduction strategically is so important because if she had said maybe she had had like five things in one day, she never would have known that cilantro was the one thing that was causing her pain. So it's worth being strategic and taking your time with the introduction. I know it takes longer and some people tend to feel really deprived, especially if you're on the go a lot, but I promise you it's worth it when you find those foods that are causing you pain. And then step number five, enjoy your new normal. You have discovered the foods that are causing you pain. You have cleaned up your diet and you're feeling better. Enjoy it. Find new recipes, find new restaurants, and create food and enjoy food that loves you back and doesn't hurt you. Once food is right, it makes finding the root cause to your chronic disease easier, finding treatments that work much easier, and regaining your health that much faster. And that is how to do an elimination diet properly. Quick recap, don't jump in, find your replacements, stick to it for at least six weeks, reintroduce strategically, enjoy your new normal, and if you want expert help, go ahead and reach out to me. I do this for a living. I have all the tricks and tips to make your life a million times easier. Head over to the website www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. And schedule a free 15-minute consult. You and I will get on Zoom. You can share your results with me, share your concerns, and I can share with you exactly how I can help you through this process, including meal plans, shopping lists, handouts, cooking tips, and all the things that you can even buy pre-made that will work. That way, you can do it successfully and start feeling better. Now, that being said, food is the foundation, but it is not everything. If at the end of the elimination diet, you're not feeling as good as you want to, it's time to dig deeper. But at least the food sensitivities aren't covering up the progress that further treatment will give. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, You can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivinghole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.